so we can say that the root of anxiety is that we're stuck in adult mode too much and we haven't got any anything else to counterbalance that. Adult mode is in need of something to counterbalance it because it's very brittle or rigid and it's got no give in it, it's got no leeway. We could also try to explain what we mean by adult mode by saying that it's very serious, it's when we're in our heads the whole time. And when we're in our heads the whole time, we are brittle. Thoughts are brittle. We always have to be in control the whole time. And that's not the way to live life because it makes life, living life, into a chore. A chore that we can't actually do because there's no way to live life and be totally in control the whole time. The life comes when life comes when we let go, when we relinquish control, when we take the risk of seeing what happens next essentially. Now this isn't saying that we should always wait to see what happens next, which would be somewhat ridiculous. But as I was saying, it's a balance. It's a balance between directed mode and spontaneous mode. Directed mode on its own, to put it very, very simply, is a hell. It's a hell state. It's what the Buddhists, um, it's one of the Buddhist neurotic hells. We can never crawl out from under ourselves. We can never get over ourselves. We can never forget about ourselves and enjoy life without an agenda. Everything has to be planned. Everything is done in the belief that we'll be able to let our hair down and enjoy life later on when we've done all the important stuff that needs to be done. That is... You could call that technical competency. And as we grow up from being little children to medium-sized children to larger children, we gain in technical competency. And that's a good thing. It helps us to get by in the world. In fact, it doesn't just help us. It facilitates us to get by in the world because we live in a technical world. And so competency is needed. But because this is so obvious, we fall into the trap of thinking that's the whole story. That technical competence is what it's all about. And if we can master that, we have mastered everything. We've mastered life itself. And this is very much our attitude, as we can see from our language. Particularly when we're talking about mental health issues, or we're talking about beating things and triumphing over things and fighting things and managing things and being in control. These are all terms that come out of technical competency. And this is something that Jung says. He says that the rewards for becoming superlatively well adapted to this world 
this technical world, are so great. In other words, you could make lots of money or other things, you could have status. That we think this is it and we put all our money on it. This is the essential story. We put all our money on it, if we can. And then we think we've got it cornered, but we haven't. We discover there's a flaw in our reasoning that we've actually lost the most important thing of all. Something that we took for granted and took, to, took for granted so much that we forgot about it. And that is the part of us which, which, which isn't based on technical competency. Because who we are in ourselves, in, our, in, in, in its essence, has nothing to do with technical competency. It's nothing to do with strategies and trying to achieve goals. It's just who we are. And if we forget about this, then we forget about everything that's actually worthwhile. And we're struggling, and we don't even know why we're struggling. Because who's it for if I have lost myself, lost my genuine self, my, by which I mean my spontaneous self? Because the spontaneous, um, who we are, is that spontaneous self, so to speak. So when we lose that, as we do lose it, because we don't culturally value it, when we lose it, we find that we're living life, but it's not for us. It could be for the sake of others, it could be for the sake of um, our thinking. We think this is the way to live life, so we live life in that way, and maybe our thinking will say, yes, you're doing it the right way, so we'll please the the tyrant of thought, which is always telling us what to do and giving out to us, complaining if we don't do what's right. So in other words, we're living life in accordance with a bunch of rules. And apparently that's supposed to be good, because if you do it correctly, good things will happen. Only they won't. That's a lie. Because when we live totally in technical competency mode, which is all about following rules, we lose sight of who we actually are, and the whole thing is for nothing. We're not living for ourselves because we've forgotten ourselves. We're living as a kind of um, routine or ritual or habit. It's just a thing we do, and we think this thing we do is going to reconnect us with life at some point. That's why we keep on struggling to get it right, to optimise our game. But success in the game doesn't bring us back in contact. It doesn't give us our connection with who we are. It takes us even further away. Not being able to succeed at what our heads think we should be able to do, or what society or other people think we should be able to do, is actually a lot more helpful than being able to do it. Because if we are consistently unable to meet the standards that are set for us by the thinking mind, by society, and both of those come from the same source, which is thought, then although it's very painful to be, we will perceive ourselves as being failures, or not doing well, or not being good enough, although that's painful, 
it's the beginnings of a process where we can look within ourselves rather than trying to adapt to an external world. In other words, we learn more from failing and we have a do from winning. We don't learn anything from winning. We just get the positive reinforcement, which makes us carry on all the more. So in actual fact, psychologically mm -hmm. speaking, to be succeeding, putting that in inverted commas, because it's pretty much a meaningless term outside of a very narrow framework, that would be a disaster. We don't learn, we don't grow. So although it's not possible to enjoy or appreciate the fact that things aren't going well and that we feel bad as a result. This is where growth comes from. So if we can just remember this, as we are going through a hard time, as we are suffering, if we can retain that awareness, that this is part and parcel of growth, and that there is no growth without pain. And all pain that is experienced, rather than being buried or displaced somewhere else, will result on growth, in growth. So, what we mean by growth Another way of talking about growth is to say that we become more whole. So if I am living life on the basis of just the comp technical competency side of things, I think it's a puzzle to be solved. If I think life is a puzzle to be solved, I'll keep on trying to solve it. But at some point, and this is, we would imagine true for everybody, we give that up as a bad job because we can't realize we realize we can't solve life and moreover going around only operating on this basis only operating in adult mode is a very arduous and arid business there's no joy in it there's no humor in it adult mode is very very serious because it's not tempered by spontaneous mode if it was tempered by spontaneous mode there'd be some suspension it's like being in a vehicle with no suspension if you're in adult mode it'll shake you to death your bones will be rattling the whole time every little impact will be a big rattle if spontaneous mode is there then there's suspension in the vehicle you won't be shook so much with every single little thing that happens that happens against us So to come to the point of what I'm trying to cover here, the idea is that we can't do anything when we're stuck in adult mode to be more spontaneous, to be more childlike. But what we can do, and we will do one way or another, is to notice the pain that comes from being stuck in directed mode, adult mode. And by noticing that pain, and also by not judging that pain as being wrong, by not 
because the pain is useful it's telling us something by not trying to fix the pain because when we fix the pain that's adult mode so if we can refrain from trying to continuously compulsively fix our pain and if we can refrain from judging ourselves for being in pain from not being able to perform our allotted function or any function at all maybe because no matter how important it is to function in the world it's more important to recover our wholeness and that's what always happens the pain of neurosis essentially reminds us or will remind us of what we have lost and forgotten about and this is the basis for all psychotherapy we work with the pain and we don't call it an enemy at least we don't we might call it an enemy but we will know at the same time that it's that this is just a reaction this is just reactivity or resistance we will call it an enemy maybe but we will know it's more like a birth pang really even that if that does sound a bit too too rose tinted because the way the process works and the only way it can work when we've forgotten who we really are is to relate to the fact that we have forgotten who we are and that relating to that fact comes in the form of suffering or pain and there's no other way in which it can come to us. 